Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Koski, an attorney who became a mediator. I work to guide couples through their divorce with as much ease as we possibly can. I know that this can be a very scary time for people. And the purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of divorce and to teach people that there is a better way to do it. And if you have kids, you know that the best thing you can do for them is to be a united front. We're so happy that you're here. I had the privilege of getting to know Daniel Harold much better in this episode of Doing Divorce Different. Daniel is, well, for one, he's so entertaining and fun to listen to. And if you see him on Instagram or TikToks, you'll know what I mean. But he also came to me with such a heart um, for sharing the mistakes that he made during his divorce, what he would do different, what he learned. And then he delves into dating, which he um, is helping a lot of, of people through his Facebook clubs and um, other resources. So stay tuned. It's a really, really fun episode. Welcome listeners. I am thrilled to have Daniel Harold with me today. And this is going to be really fun because I don't, I'm a little bit disconnected from the dating world and Daniel's going to help us with that. And I think um, I'm really going to get to know Daniel because you're kind of a new friend of mine. And I've seen a lot on Instagram, very uplifting stuff about kind of helping people get moving forward and thinking about dating. Because even my clients who are in the midst of a heated divorce, you know, we always want to look towards the future and it's always in the back of their minds. So Daniel, if you would just share your story, you know, and all the things you're doing, and then we'll just get into some questions. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for having me on. I always love um, telling my story and love, you know, I've been, we've been following each other as of late. I love the content that you're pushing out and I love helping people as they're navigating their divorce, even though I'm not a divorce coach or an attorney or a therapist. I love, I think telling your story uh, is, can be impactful. And so, you know, just to give you maybe the cliff notes version, um, I was in a 26 year relationship of which 22 years were married, um, born and raised in the, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, you know, the culture here is very much graduate from college, get married, spit out kids. And so I kind of followed that. And, um, you know, I got married, I think at 22, we had our first kid at 24, I had three kids before 30. So it's like, all of a sudden you're thrust into, you know, um, 
providing and raising a family, you probably don't even know what you want in your life, which is kind of me. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, the, the marriage eroded. Um, there wasn't anything that was incredibly toxic. We just kind of, it's, you know, we're the classic case of people that just kind of drifted. And I found myself going through a divorce about three years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I did wrong. There's a lot of things that I did right. That's kind of my platform is to talk about my own personal experience, the things that I did wrong um, as I navigated through and after that, but then also some of the things that I learned along the way and the things that I started to do right. And so, um, you know, I, I think I've always loved writing um, I remember my dad used to write, write me these long handwritten letters when I was in college. Gosh, I wish I had those saved. I think I might at some point cause he's now passed on, but, um, and I loved writing to my soon to be wife at the time, long letters. This was before email was prevalent and so forth. Right. So I've always loved writing and this has kind of given me a platform to be able to express you know, my own personal experiences and what I believe is a healthier way to navigate through it through my words. And I do it on social media and that's really how we connected. So yeah, you're um, very creative and inspiring. I mean, oh, well, truly. You. So I'm glad that you're finding it is fun to be able to create. I find that as well in my, you know, kind of rigid left brain attorney life. Sometimes it's <laughs> right. kind of fun to create things. And I always think of my mediation agreements as very creative ways to divorce. Right. So, um, so you were married a long time and I get that I'm, I've been married 30 years. That's why I say I'm kind of out of touch with the dating world. And I do, I have friends that I want to help through this friends that don't want to go um, online to an app. And, you know, and like I said, I want people to know that that's something in their future, probably if they're going through a divorce now. But before we get into that, can you, can you give me a couple of things that you learned through your divorce? You know, you talked about things you did wrong. I feel like those are that not necessarily negative things, as long as we can use them and learn. So can you throw a couple out of the things yeah. that you learned? You know, I think first and foremost, uh, and I had, you know, I've been on a couple of podcasts where I've been described as having the unicorn divorce. And what I mean by that, it was, it was very smooth sailing. Didn't have any conflict with, with my spouse through the process. Um, and, um, you know, it wasn't one of these long drawn, drawn out battles. And we both did it on the front end because we wanted to set, uh, we both, I remember talking about this. We both set it on the front end saying that we wanted to set an example for our kids of how adults can be adults when they break up. And, um, and so that part, I know that I did right. What I didn't do right to answer your question is that still doesn't mean that as a man, you don't still go through the emotions of a divorce. It's a trauma. And so you have all of these range of emotions of guilt, of failing your family, of shame, of loneliness. I mean, everything that you can describe, what everybody feels when they go through their divorce, I felt. And in hindsight, if there's a couple of things that I wish I would have done, number one was I wish that I would have sought an, a therapist to deal with those things. I internally processed it. And fortunately, I managed through it myself. 
um, with maybe some a lot of family support. But gosh, if I would have had a therapist, I could have talked through this and and really probably healed at a much much faster pace. So that would probably be number one. I think a lot of men think that it's not manly to go see a therapist, and I think that's quite the opposite. I think it's an incredible investment in yourself to get through healing through a trauma, dealing with the issues that that you might have contributed to a failed marriage and how you can improve on those, whether it's attachment styles or certain ways that you fight, ways that you communicate. And um, I wish that I would have done that. I think second was I dated way too early, Lisa. Like Did you? I did. And I, I'm, sh- I'm kind of shameful still to this day of doing it. It's good because it gives me a platform of what to tell people not to do. But I dated during my separation um, and, you know, right out of the gate after the divorce. And all it did was hurt people. Um, it hurt my kids because they found out because Tulsa is a small town. Mm-hmm. It hurt my wife, soon to be ex-wife at the time. Uh, and it hurt the relationships or the people that I was dating uh, during that process. And I'm just a big believer today, even though I didn't follow this, that um, you have to have this healing process that you got to go through. And I believe that it begins when that divorce decree is signed. It doesn't be, you know, I, I have so many people say, well, you know, we've been separated for five years. I'm pretty much living my own life and I've done the therapy. It's like, doesn't matter. The new norm doesn't occur until that divorce decree is signed. That's when the marriage is in essence buried. And that's when the true healing and the new, true new life that you're living starts. And that's not to say that you can't, you don't, you're not going to co-parent and deal with that. But, um, and uh, I just believe that if I would have allowed that to occur, allowed some of the healing to take place, whether it's three, six, nine, 12 months following uh, my divorce, I think I would have come out much healthier in how I dated and how I viewed dating. And, you know, I like many men and probably lots of women, we jump into dating because we're lonely. We get lonely and, you know, your your self-worth is like that bit, that much when you. Um, right. Well, and I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost wondering as I listen to you and you're telling me your story, I'm thinking, I wonder if maybe it was kind of a way of buffering because you weren't in touch with those feelings. You know, you talked about that. So you were just going to try to make it feel better. Yeah. You're just going to try to get through it. And I totally get that. I and, use dating like probably other people might use alcohol or drugs to kind of numb <laughs> the pain. Yeah. I used it to get the affirmation and, you know, the flirting and, and get yeah. the endorphin releases from, you know, that was my drug. And, uh, but it, it's not a healthy drug. It's not right. any healthier than, or any more healthy than, you know, partaking in alcohol or creating some bad vice to, to cover up the pain that you're going through. So you kind of feel like in your humble opinion that for you, it would have worked better if once the divorce, you get through the divorce and once that's signed, you deal with your emotions and then you move forward with yeah. the dating process. And as you know, being a divorce attorney, recovering from a divorce is not linear. You can't say to someone, well, 12 months later, you're going to be a perfect human being. You'll be ready. It's different for every person based on the trauma that they experienced and how much they're investing in themselves to heal, right? like the therapist or other self-care approaches. And so um, 
you know, as I give dating advice now, we know what I never thought at 48 <laughs> years old, I'm giving dating advice. But as I give that advice and people ask me, when's the right time? I was like, I can't answer that question. Right. But I do believe that it shouldn't start before the decree is signed for the benefit of your family and your kids. And even out of respect for your, your spouse yeah. or soon to be ex and then allow that healing to occur. And you'll know when you're ready because when you feel complete and happy and optimistic about your life and dating is maybe kind of secondary, mm-hmm. then you're ready to date. So, okay. That's so good to know. So you'll know you're ready because your life will be better. When you feel, when you feel complete, when you feel like, okay, okay. I've got this, the dust is settled. I'm used to the new norm of co-parenting, of living by myself, of, you know, you got to start all of these new, you had a partner before that participated yeah. in the things that you're doing. And, you know, I think a lot of people jump right into the next relationship, not realizing that there's an incredible opportunity when you're single again, where you've got all the autonomy to make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. You're like the sole decision maker. And that's like a special time that a lot of people, you know, don't really have. And why not take advantage of that to be able to do the things that you want to do? Right. Get that empowerment, but then also that self-discovery of, okay, what do I want in my life now? And too often we'll jump into the next relationship and we haven't really gone through a self-discovery. And I think you're missing like a special moment. So it sounds like you got that special moment a little bit later. You went through doing some dating. And then you stopped. Did you stop and kind of take? I never, I never stopped, but I realized, man, I love dating. I love meeting people. I'm in sales. And so I just have this natural curiosity for people and I love engaging with people, but I'm not ready for a relationship. So I kind of shifted from the, let's not, let's casually date, but how can I casually date with integrity? Meaning being upfront, don't represent myself like a lot of, Unfortunately, men do saying that they're looking for something serious when in fact they aren't. And so I was just very upfront uh, explicitly when I connect with people to say, look, this is where I am in my life. I'm not looking for a relationship. I love the opportunity to meet people and, you know, let the women that I engage with make that decision whether or not they wanted to invest any time with me. And so that switched and my dating did slow down because I wasn't like in this frenzy right. and I allowed kind of that healing to occur along the way. Okay. So now what keeps kind of bubbling in my mind, most of my clients are always so concerned about their kids, right? So how are they doing through this? And do you have tips about when to introduce someone? And I know it is dependent and everybody knows their kids better than anyone, but do you have any advice on that? Do you kind of keep it away from them for a while when you start dating or do you introduce them? I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty opinionated about this. <laughs> I think that, um, I think first and foremost, just like I described that healing isn't linear for us. It's not linear for our kids too. And we don't know kids are resilient. We can say that. And, but we don't know where their healing is par- as opposed to us. It's not usually parallel. And right. so a lot of times what people do is I become a healthy human being. My kids are still recovering from their trauma. And then I introduce someone, you know, to into their lives and they're still dealing with 
their pain. I don't think that's fair to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, real, I think number one is I wouldn't introduce anyone to your kids unless you are in a committed relationship with someone, Okay. whenever that would occur. Um, if you're casually dating or if it's three dates in, it doesn't make sense to bring them by the house and say, Hey, this is bill or this is Lisa. Right. That's not fair to your kids, regardless of their age, they're going to be confused. They're going to think, uh, well, you know, mom's getting replaced or dad's, you know, all these emotions could go through. And so I think you got to wait until you're in a relationship that, you know, is exclusive. And then number two is, you know, you just have to kind of gauge. I kind of let my kids, they were all teenagers. I let them drive. I didn't tell them that I was in a relationship. Um, although I was a committed relationship and, but they had heard from my mom or their mom. And, and so they had a curiosity because they were healthy to ask dad, I heard you're dating someone. And that opened a window for me to talk about Jamie, who's my girlfriend. Right. And, um, and then I let them kind of take the lead so that as they got to know a little bit more about how I met her and so forth, the next series of conversations were, well, when are we going to meet her? Nice. So just letting them take the lead yep. versus you driving it. Now, there's lots of kids that are probably in a lot of pain where they don't want to meet anyone, period. Right. And so um, and so if you were to wait for them, you may, you may have to wait for a decade. So, um, <laughs> you know, there's got to be a healthy balance there. But I think letting older kids, as I had, take the lead, ask the questions, but certainly not introduce or talk to them. I never talked to them about dating. I never talked to them about who I was dating or that I was dating. They just kind of figured it out. And as they asked questions, I never lied to them. And I was right. always open in front, up front with them. Well, and I love how you let them kind of take control of when they were going to meet your, you know, your girlfriend. I think that's yeah. amazing. I love that. And they are older. And I know that it's different when your kids are littler, if they have different needs, but that's helpful advice. So now can we kind of um, move into a little bit more dating you know, like I'm even thinking, um, and I honestly do have a really good friend and I won't say her name cause she might listen to this, but say she's like in her late forties. Yeah. She doesn't really, she tried dating apps a while back. Doesn't really feel like she wants to use them. And, and then I talk to a lot of people that are like, I don't know how you're going to meet anyone in the, you know, where you are now without a dating app. What is your take on that? I think there's so many different ways you can meet people. Um, I think we tend to be a little bit close minded and and not think about um, all of the different places that we can uh, we, we where that we have opportunities to meet people. I see dating apps as a, a pond to fish in. You know, if we use kind of the fishing al analogy and mm -hmm. we want to go out and catch a fish, which might be a date or maybe a relationship. I'm going to have as many lines in the water as I can. Right be fishing in different ponds and the dating app, the problem that we you experience in dating 40 and over is exactly what I described. You have too many people that are emotionally wounded or hurting and they haven't healed and they're jumping into the dating pool. Right. So they're poisoning the dating oh. pool because they're so toxic. You know, and that's where you're getting the ghosting and the bad behaviors because they're reeling from their trauma because they haven't healed. 
Oh, that so makes sense. And I never thought of it that way. So when she's looking for people her age, they've probably been through something really difficult too. And so she's meeting them and then that baggage is kind of coming along. I never thought of that. And so what you're looking for, whether it's on a dating app or in person, is you're trying to find someone that's emotionally healed. Right. And have gotten through their trauma. And it's hard for us because... We haven't dated in 10, 15, 20, 30 years because we've been married. Mm-hmm. And so we're learning this new skill set. And I always tell people it's not like getting back on a bike after 15 years. I mean, <laughs> it's a whole different world. I can't imagine, Daniel. I mean, right. I'm giggling, but I cannot imagine. It is. And you'll probably appreciate this term. I use this a lot. As a dater, you have to you have to create or develop the ability to discern people mm-hmm. to be able to read intentions, alignment, are their actions lining up with their words? And that's a skill set that is a learned trait. It's mm-hmm. not something that you just naturally have. A lot of times people don't know what questions to ask. What do I ask to try to figure out where this guy or this girl is? And so that's where, you know, when a lot of men and women ask me, you know, say the comment, I haven't dated in 20 years. I'm scared to death. I always say there's so many resources out, sources out there, just like going into a divorce. Right. You can tap into dating coaches, podcasts, books. Um, I have an, a club that I've created where you can go in and you can learn and, and develop knowledge on how to navigate dating healthier and smarter and safer. Right. And develop those skill sets on the front end, your whole dating experience is different. But what we do is we get lonely one night, we jump on Bumble or Tinder, we create a profile in five minutes, add some old photos and start swiping. And and we're we're just bound to get chewed up and spit out, unfortunately. (laughs) That's what everybody's experiencing. Then you have this, you're disillusioned with the whole process. Right. Because all you're getting are bad experiences. Well, you weren't prepared. You weren't prepared. Gotcha. Okay. So tell me, um, well, first of all, do you have like, I know it's a Facebook club, right? That you have? Yes. So I I really have two things, but go ahead with your question. No, you tell me that first and I'm going to put it in the show notes, but you go tell me that. So what I have, I have two things. Number one is we, I created with two uh, other of my friends, a, a community called Divorced Over 40. And it is a platonic friendship only community for divorced men and women over the year, over the age of 40, um, who are looking for support and new friends. Cause a lot of divorced men and women like myself, you lose friends right. when you get divorced. And so, um, that's a national group that's growing in many cities. And so if you're looking for just support and friendship, that's a great place to tap into. Um, and then I've created, because I talk a lot about dating a club and, it's called the Intentional Dating Club. And what's that, what that is designed for is it is a place where you can, it's a safe place where you can talk about your dating life, what you're experiencing, the good and the bad. And then I come in and I help educate you and help sharpen your skills so that you can date safer and healthier. So, so is this club on Facebook too? It's a private Facebook group um, and it's a membership only club. So it's $10 a month for the club. Okay. And then I have two live Zooms for the club every month and I bring in experts. 
nice. attachment styles and online dating profiles and flirting. And, and I bring in all these uh, experts that I've connected with to help educate you on how you can level up your dating. I love that. Okay. So now I did have a question. You talked about, there's lots of places to meet people. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, I stopped like, the dating pond. So, so tell me more about that because you're home, you're working from home, mm -hmm. no, you know, more than ever now. So where are these people, you know, you're not really going to meet them at work that much anymore, but so tell me, fill me in. So that in the fifties and sixties, I read an article in the fifties and sixties, the top three places that you found your relationship or your husband, wife was friends and family church in your neighborhood, which I thought neighborhood was interesting. But if you think about like, leave it to beaver and Melbourne, <laughs> right. the neighborhood was like a community, right? Yeah. It's not that, like that anymore. And we've deviated. We've kind of drifted off of those things uh, because we have easier access via the dating apps. It's easier to tap in and I have hundreds of options. Right. Well, there's lots of options with friends if we would make the effort. And so I'm a big believer that if you're looking for an organic way to meet new people, invest in your friendships, new ones and old ones, and go out and just put yourself out there. Go be active because you're going to meet their friends. And right. if, you like, if you like your friend, then you probably are going to like your friend's friends and then your friends, 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 right? Right. And it creates an opportunity as you're out there to interact. You could be sitting at a bar or a restaurant and your girlfriend's friend walks by. He's a guy and he's, he comes by to say hi and you're like, you meet him. And then you're like, who's that? Oh, that's Bill. You know, it's, you got to put yourself in those situations. Yeah. So I think investing in friendships is a great alternative. Okay. But then also what, again, going back to the self-discovery, what are the old hobbies or yes. things that you enjoy that you want to dust off? Do you enjoy hiking, cooking, dancing, uh, wine tasting? There's all sorts of clubs and activities that you can find in your community in which you can go participate in. And you're just going to meet all these people that you don't know. And it just, it keeps that, you just got to put yourself out there is, is really the, the, the bottom line is you've got to put yourself out there and do things that you would enjoy and see who you encounter along the way. That means that hit me. That means a lot. That self-discovery piece, because even if I'm not dating, that is something, you know, I'm a mama, I'm a grandma now. And it's like my whole life has been, was put aside for about 20 years or more. And now I'm like, well, I do like to downhill ski and I think yeah. I might like to go. So that is, I mean, that's fun. No matter if you're going through a divorce or just heading into this stage of your life. So yeah, it's kind of like that really, empty nester stage, right? Where it's like, right. okay, well, what am I going to do? And who is this that's right next to me? You know, exactly. And you can either embrace it and really try to figure out how to rekindle a relationship or do new things. Um, or you can, you can sulk and sorrow. And that's what unfortunately a lot of people do. Well, and my whole, and I know you're like the, I mean, I just want people to heal through divorce. And I, so I love this positivity about learning and dating and just blossoming into who you are, whether you end up with a partner or not, that kind of is what it sounds like. So, yeah, I mean, there's, I think life can be epic after your divorce. It's just what you make of it and what you're going to do. And if you're yeah. not willing to act and rediscover yourself and, and have a positive attitude, then it's just going to prolong the sadness and all the emotions that yes. you get through. 
Yes. And I think too, part of that, that's why I am so passionate about working together and doing mediations. And it sounds like that's how your divorce was because that integrity just sets the stage for you to move forward in a healing motion. So Daniel, I have loved getting to know you truly. I am so thankful that you are sharing your being you know, you're putting all your dirt out there and you're sharing things that you've learned. And that is so meaningful to me. And I am definitely going to have those clubs in my show notes. Awesome. Is there any other way that we should let people know to connect with you? I mean, I'm real active on social media. My, I talk a lot more about probably dating than I do divorce. Um, but you know, if you follow me on TikTok, I do a lot of funny videos on you do. dating. <laughs> So TikTok and Instagram are probably where I hang out. And yep. a lot of it is con a lot of it is funny, but a lot of it has a meaning behind it or a message. So yep. check me out there. And yeah, they're real, they're good. On. Yeah. Oh, I am so thankful, so thankful from the bottom of my heart. And it was just a delight to get to know you. And honestly, I will be sending people your way because this is gonna benefit and just make them grow beyond divorce, which is what we all want. Well, thank you for what you're doing too. I love people that are uh, heart led and I love the fact that we're aligned in that way. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much, Daniel. I'm sure we're going to get to know each other even better as time goes on. You bet. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, I just wanted to get in here and tell you about my parenting plan course. It can help you no matter where you live, and what stage of the divorce you're in or how you're going through the divorce, or maybe even if you're already divorced or were never married, this parenting plan is here to help you parent together, even if you're not together, because we all know that that is what is best for our children. We can actually mitigate the damages that having separate parents causes children by working together. So start now, go to lisakoski.com, check out my online course. It's going to save you time and money, whether you're working with a mediator, attorneys, or collaborative law attorneys, you together can have this piece of your paperwork completed on your own through my online course. Check it out now. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. We come around every week, so please hit subscribe so that you can join us each week to delve into all the topics surrounding divorce and children and doing divorce a different way. Go to lisakoski.com to connect with me. Thank you.